Hello, this is Pastor Sam Velez, and I'm so glad that you're joining us for our service. We hope you enjoy this message today, that it blesses your life and your families. We love you. And so today I want to talk about a, a king's setup, a, a king's setup. Um, whenever we go to birthday parties or we go to events, we enjoy them, we enjoy the food, we enjoy whatever it is. After service, you're about to enjoy however your family celebrates uh, Easter. Um, but we understand that behind all of it, there's a, there was a plan. When it was, you know, whether it's your kid's birthday, there's a plan. You, you're planning something and you're setting it up so that everybody could have an amazing time, so that your kids could enjoy it, so that there could just be this great moment. And it's the same thing with God. God set this up so that we could enjoy freedom, so that we can enjoy healing, so that we can enjoy uh, salvation. God brought this so that me and you don't have to live def- defeated every single day of our life. He set this up for us. In fact, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, where this was prophesied from the very beginning, this moment. It says this. It says, and I will cause, this is after the fall of man. It says, I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. This was prophesied that after the fall of man, that this, there was going to be a moment in time where our king had to come and redeem his people. And I want to share with you in the story of the gospels now. If you want, I want you to go to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. We're going to be in verses 1 through 12. Luke 24, 1 through 12. It says this. It says, but very early on Sunday morning, The women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that stone had been rolled and away from the entrance. So they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord, Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who's alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Amen. Remember what he told you back in Galilee that he, he, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that they had said that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11, his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. What had happened? I want to stop there for today. As we're talking about Resurrection Sunday, the Bible says... That after Jesus rose from the dead, that the women were going as a custom to the grave. But obviously, as we read, that they go there and Jesus is not there. And they're wondering, they're, they're worried, they're like, what is going on? And the Bible says that these angels come to remind them what Jesus had already said he would do. To remind them, because in that moment, what they were seeing put them in a place that they forgot 
what Jesus said. And I want to talk about this moment, and I want to talk about the resurrection, because the resurrection brings a rebirth of hope for me and you. A rebirth of hope. The Israelites were oppressed by the government. The Israelites were waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for their king. They were waiting for someone to come. And Jesus came to set them free. Jesus came to be their Messiah. Jesus came. But in that moment, they forget. They forgot. And as humans today, it's, you know, we're reflecting. We're, today's a day that we reflect. We think about God's goodness and, and his death on the cross. And today we, we're, we're, we're remembering you know, how he died on the cross and he rose on the third day. We're remembering all that. But as humans, we also tend to forget a lot of things. I, 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 can, be, I can give you an example. There are things that sometimes my, my wife tells me and I say yes. And then she tells me, what did I say? And I said, I don't remember. I don't know what you said. Men have this instinct to just forget everything they said in your face. <laughs> but we, we have this tendency, even as women too, we have this tendency to forget. And I want to talk about this because if we can remember, we will constantly have hope. Hope will never have to leave our life if we constantly remember what Jesus had already said. Because right now, it looks like this world is chaotic. Right now, it looks like, man, the, 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 the economy. And right now, everything seems out of place. But if I can remember what the Word of God has already promised me, I'll always enjoy His presence every single day. I'll always have hope. I'll never be hopeless. I'll never be defeated. Because I remembered what God said. I remember what He said. Here's the thing, church. Sometimes we forget because we become familiar. We become familiar. And sometimes you forget things and sometimes you take things for granted in your current season that you prayed for in your last. Because you forgot. You forgot. You forgot. And that's okay. Just like God sent angels to remind these women, hey, remember Jesus said all this stuff was going to happen. He sends us his presence. He sends us the word to remind us, hey, it's okay. All this stuff is happening, but he's coming back. All this stuff is happening, but he's my healer. All this stuff, but he's my provider. All this stuff is happening, but there's hope for you today. When we come to this passage, it's a reminder there's a rebirth of hope for me and you today. You might have come in this place feeling hopeless, feeling like, man, I'm, I'm coming here because they dragged me. I'm coming here because, uh, I don't know what you call that thing where you, you put people to sleep with a napkin and you, they, they brought me in their car and I'm here and I don't know how I got here. I'm, I'm, I'm in this place, and, but I feel hopeless and I'm here to encourage you that there's hope for you today. That you, have to tr- you can try again. That you can stand again. Church, we have to remember that he was pierced and he was, and he was beaten so that we could be healed. We have to remember that Christ did all this so that we could experience the goodness of God. Salvation, heaven, eternity for me and you. And just like Jesus rose from the dead, me and you rise as well every single time. Every single time we got a setback, God gives us the setup to rise again. Because that's the kind of God that we serve. The kind of God that we serve that doesn't leave us planted. 
He doesn't leave us defeated. He doesn't leave us without hope. You might have doctors that get, can't give you hope. You might have friends or family members that can't give you the hope you're looking for. And I'm here to encourage you, get your hope again in Christ Jesus and find the peace that you've been looking for. Find it. If you're new to this place and you're here for the first time, we, we, we've, been, we've been, man, God has been doing some amazing things amongst our people. We've had people being healed from tumors that the doctors were about to do surgery. We've had people that have been taking pills for years because of arthritis and no longer taking pills for the arthritis. God is still real and he's alive today. And that same God that touched them can touch your life as well if you put your faith in him. Don't lose your hope because of the moment that you're seeing. I can imagine, you know, those women running and they're like, man, in that moment, they're like, oh my gosh, Jesus, you know, the person that they spent three years with, they saw him do the miracles. They saw him preach the word. They saw him teach people. They saw him have compassion on the poor. They saw him and all of a sudden he's not there. I can imagine the feeling of dread like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? I can imagine that moment. And I'm grateful that God's plans never fail. I'm grateful that although I feel some type of way, God has a plan for everything. God has a purpose. God has a way where there was no way. Jesus' death and resurrection not only gives us a rebirth of hope, but it gives me and you confidence that his goodness and his power triumphs the devil every single time. It triumphs evil every single time. Every single time. It triumphs. But here's the thing. The resurrection will never transform your life until you realize what it means for you. See, Jesus dying and rising from the dead, that's good for him. But when I know what it means, it's good for me. Because it transforms me. It makes me realize, oh, there's so much more for my life. It reminds me that death couldn't hold him. It reminds me that hell had an opportunity but could not defeat him. It reminds me that he has the power over every other power. He has the power over an addiction. He has the power over anything that you think that you have. It's too hard for you. He has the power for it and the supply for it as well. See, the resurrection is only a revelation that God orchestrated something unusual. It's not usual for people to rise from the dead every single day. It's not usual. That's not something that we experience. It's not an everyday thing. And it's a revelation that God does things that are unusual. See, just because something is unlikely doesn't mean it's impossible. The Red Sea was unlikely, but it wasn't impossible. Daniel in a lion's den was unlikely, but it wasn't impossible. Are you getting me today? Just because something is unlikely doesn't mean it's impossible. Just because there's an 
there's this sickness that you have, and it seems like it's not going to change. It is unlikely, but it is not impossible for you to be healed. Just because a marriage seems like it's on the rocks and it's unlikely that things are going to change, it is not impossible to be restored. Just because it's unlikely doesn't mean it's impossible. I'm here to remind you, I'm here to encourage you that it's not impossible that Jesus overcoming hell, death, and the grave shows us the possibilities that victory is still at hand. That victory is still for you today. That victory is still for your family. That there's still an open door for your life. For your life. All throughout the Bible, unlikely things happen. All throughout the Bible. Unlikely things. Things that you would think, there is no, there, there ain't no way. That this is gonna, there ain't, there's no way. Until man's faith and God's power come together, impossible things happen. Impossible things happen. And this story reminds us that although it seemed unlikely for the human eye, it wasn't impossible for God. Although it seemed unlikely, they saw Jesus getting nailed to a cross. People saw Jesus being beaten. People saw Jesus in such a way that destroyed. It seemed unlikely, but it wasn't impossible to see him resurrected because Jesus already said it. He said, man, I'm going to die, but in three days, I'm going to rise again. I'm going to die, but in three days, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to redeem what's been, what's been broken. Jesus had already said it. And I'm here to encourage you today so that God would open up your eyes to see that in Christ, all things are possible for those who believe. All things are possible. Not some things, not some only on Mondays and only, no, no. Every day it is possible for God to do something for your life. Every day. It's possible. It's possible. You came in on a good day because it's a reminder that the devil got his, his butt kicked over 2,000 years ago. It's a reminder that, man, when everybody else has an opinion and everybody else has a, something to say and when everything else looks bad, God is our hope and God is our redeemer and God's the one that's going to make a way. God's going to give you the money you need. God's going to open up the door door for you. God's going to touch your body. It's God that does it. And God will continue to do it until he comes back for his people. He will continue to do it. It's a reminder for me and you today. That God's Christ's power triumphs over the devil every single time. Every single time. The only times that me and you could ever experience setbacks... From the truth of God is when me and you choose to walk away or drift from the truth of God. Because it is possible that the damages that you might feel in your life today are started because you started drifting from the truth. Hebrews 2.1 says this. If you can... So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. See, when me and you drift away from the truth, it doesn't just start overnight. It's 
regression happens over time. When me and you begin to experience the setbacks in life, it's not that God is not present. It's because maybe I kind of drifted for a while. And instead of going back to the truth of God's word and going back to the truth of what God has already said, I, I, I drifted. And before you know it, I'm listening to other people's opinions. And before you know it, other people, what other people have to say, I started watching this. And someone on, on Facebook told me this. And before you know it, you drifted. You drifted. For a moment, these women that followed Jesus... I mean, they followed him. The disciples were with Jesus. They, they ate with Jesus. They, they traveled with Jesus. They were close up with Jesus for a moment. The truth of, who Jesus, of what Jesus said was not present, not because it wasn't true. It was because they had forgotten. And because they had forgotten, they got just kind of drifted a little bit. And so the angels had to remind them, hey, remember Jesus said this. Jesus said this was going to happen. Jesus said he was going to get beaten. Jesus said he was going to die. Jesus said he was going to rise again. He said all this. So don't get caught up with the moment. He set this up for you. He set this up for you. This had to happen this way. This had to happen. But in the same way, that someone can drift from the truth, I'm thankful that God brings us back to the truth. I'm thankful that God doesn't say, oh man, you drifted, I'm done with you. See you next Easter. No, God doesn't do that. No, God welcomes people back to the truth, back to the presence. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that, that we should come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. What does that mean? That me and you have the ability to come into the presence of God just as we are. Just as we are. Even in that moment, we see the grace of God at hand. The angels didn't have to be there. But they were. No one had to be there in that moment. They could have left them and, hey... They could have gone the rest of their life thinking that someone stole Jesus' body or, you know, something happened. You know, they could have done all these other things. But no, no, by the grace of God, he sends people to remind us. Amen. You have to understand that the people that God sends in your life are not people to destroy your life, but they're there to help you see the hope for your life. When you come to church, I'm not here. To destroy your life, but I'm help, I'm here to help you see what you forgot. Every time we go to the Word of God, it's to help us see sometimes what we forget. What we forget. And it's a reminder today that not only is hope rebirth, but it's Christ's power over evil. It shows us. Like I said earlier that although it seems unlikely it's not impossible although it seems like nothing is going to work it's not impossible for you today god is still present for your life today god is still present to forgive god is still present to heal god is still present to do all these things today for your life 
for your life, for your family, for your kids, some of you for your grandkids. He's still present for it. Not only does this story show us these two things, but it also shows us this. And this is my last thing. My last point is this it is salvation for everyone. It is salvation. This is for everybody. The Bible says that these women get the revelation that Jesus is no longer here. And what do they do? The Bible says they run back to tell the disciples. They don't hold it with them. They run back to tell the disciples, hey, this is what happened. This is what's going on. This, the angels told us this. The Bible says that they ran back, that they ran back. See, the Romans, it's funny, the Romans and the, the religious people and the Pharisees and everybody thought that they could kill Jesus. But the problem with this story and the problem with their intentions is that they can't kill who they didn't form. And because they can't kill who they didn't form, salvation's for me and you. This is what I love. Look in the, if you want to go to the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 5. Romans 6, verse 5. It says, Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our, old sinf- our own sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose, lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Amen. For when we died with Christ, we were also set free from the power of sin. And since we have died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. And when he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Church, this is for everybody. When the devil thought that he could have you, he could not have you because of Christ. He is the resurrected king. See, the reason why the devil sometimes is so mad at you and he's so frustrated with you is because you don't let what you feel form you. You didn't let what you saw, you didn't let what you experienced form the rest of your life. That's why some of you can raise your hands in worship and say, all hail King Jesus, even though there's been pain in your life. Just because the pain's there, it doesn't mean that the pain has formed you. Amen. Jesus felt pain, but the pain didn't form him. He was at another level. Even at his worst moment. Church, salvation is for you today. The presence of God is for you today. Everything is available to you today. We just read in the book of Romans. That whole, all chapter 6, if I had more time, I would read the whole chapter. Because it talks about sin breaking because of Jesus. Sin breaking because of Jesus. Jesus came and broke the curse of sin. The Bible says that you are no longer a slave to sin. 
That means that if you are dealing with an addiction, when you give your life to Jesus, it's broken in Jesus' name. That means when you've been depressed by the presence of Jesus, it's broken. That means that joy comes in your life. That means that something new, that means that something is resurrected on the inside of you that once was dead, but because of Jesus' death, man, I'm resurrected. There's something different about me. The women went to look for Jesus, thinking that he was going to be there, and he wasn't. They thought they were going to find him the way they left him, only to find a resurrected Christ. And this chapter reminds me that sometimes there there are going to be moments in your life where people are going to try to find you the way they saw you the last time, but because of a resurrected Christ, I'm no longer like that. Amen. Amen. For some of you, man, the bank, the bankruptcy was who you were, but the bankruptcy doesn't bury you today. For some of you people are going to try to find you addicted, but man, because of Jesus, they're going to find you set free today. The addiction couldn't bury you. Sickness couldn't bury you. Depression couldn't bury you. There are things that you thought could bury you, but because of Jesus, no more. Couldn't. And that's what the death and the resurrection of the cross does for me and you. It it, it transforms our life. I I died to myself, though who I used to be died. And I walk into the fullness of God. I walk a new person. And by his spirit, it transforms my life. I think different. I talk different. I experience different. You read the rest of the gospel and the, the rest of the story. Jesus rises from the dead. The disciples finally see Jesus, the only one. There was, the Bible says in this story that out of all the disciples, Jesus, I mean, Peter was the only one that got up and ran. Back to the tomb. Everybody else thought like, man, this is crazy. The Bible says that they described it as, as nonsense. But Peter was the only one that said, man, I got to go see it for myself. And for some of you in this room, you've come because you want to see it for yourself. And I'm here to let you know that you will not leave disappointed because of Jesus. You can't. The setbacks can happen in your life. There can be moments of hardship. But Jesus himself said, take heart for I have overcome the world. He said problems are going to come. Yes, they're going to come. Things are going to happen. Yes, they're going to happen. People happen. Choices happen. Unlikely things happen, but he says, take heart, for I have overcome the world. And when you read the rest of the Bible, it's that story over and over again. Paul has trouble. Disciples have trouble, but they live and they die in victory. So nothing can be robbed from them. And nothing can be robbed from me today. You've been set up. You've been set up. For redemption. You've been set up to be redeemed. You've been set up to be healed. You've been set up with the Savior. Like I said from the very beginning, I, I love Easter because it, it, it's, a, it's a celebration church. It's not just a one year, once in a lifetime event that I get to experience because that's like the Christian thing to do. No, no, no. It's a reminder that I gain all these things, I gain hope. I gain power. I, I gain salvation. There's, I don't lose in this relationship with him. The only thing that I lose is my old self. The only thing that I lose is defeat. 
That's what I lose. I don't lose anything else. I don't lose all anything. But I find everything that I need in him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining our service and for listening to us. We are located at 4519 East Del Mar Boulevard in Laredo, Texas. And we hope that you continue to be a part of our ICM family.